Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And sometimes those people who happen to help us do good better actually run small and medium-sized nonprofits, exactly like our guest today. Sing Me a Story is the name of the nonprofit. Austin is our founder and uh, executive director. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast, my friend. Thank you so much, Patrick. I am pumped to be here. I am very pumped to not only hear about your uh, history, uh, hear about what you do, uh, how people can help. Fascinated. We've got way too many connections in our pre-interview. Uh, it's uh, it's frighteningly scary, and it's going to be great. But before we kick everything off, uh, I would like to hear from you. If people are kind of tuning in on iTunes or Spotify, or they're clicking through YouTube, and they say, sing me a story sounds interesting, but they don't necessarily know what it is. So... Who are you? What do you do at a 5,000 foot level? Why are we talking today? Yeah, absolutely. So we are Sing Me a Story. We give deserving kids in need all over the world the chance to write and illustrate stories about whatever they want. And then we give those to songwriters who turn them into songs and send them back to the kids. So ultimately, we believe that the greatest gift in the world is the gift of giving. Uh, so we tried to give the children we serve the opportunity to give the one thing they all have, regardless of circumstance, which is their imagination. And if we can bring those imaginations to some of the biggest microphones we can find on the planet to ultimately remind us that we have far more in common as human beings than we attribute to ourselves, um, we will have accomplished our goal uh, because we feel as though the world is a world that's destined to be united. Um, and if we can be one small uh, part of that journey, then um, we will have done what we set out to do. It's interesting that uh, historically speaking, since the dawn of uh, 
us having a not even before languages. It's kind of telling stories. That's how we passed on information from years to years. And the one thing that I think brings us together more than anything is song. It seems like a perfect match. How on earth did you come up with this? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a songwriter. I'm from Chicago. I went to Northwestern University and then uh, moved down to Nashville after school. And a pretty girl moved in next door to me. And she happened to work at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital as a child life specialist. And she encouraged me to volunteer there as a music volunteer. So full disclosure, to impress the pretty girl that moved in next door, I said, absolutely. But I had to figure out something to do with these kids. So I started by just asking them to tell me a story about whatever they wanted. And we would turn that into a song. And I would go home and record the song on my computer and then send the MP3 back to the children's hospital for the kids and their families. So we wanted to bring that opportunity to other songwriters and to other kids. And so we put the whole process online. And by putting the process online, we were able to reach other songwriters and other kids. So today we have about 5,000 songwriters that participate in our program. Uh, we work with a little over 200 organizations serving kids in need all over the world. Uh, we've been on the Today Show and People Magazine and uh, various things like that. And the pretty girl that moved in next door to me um, is now my wife, Sarah. And we have two little babies of our own. I love that so much. Uh, they're running a nonprofit, sort of different than running a business, sort of run, different than most things and totally stressful at times. We're like, what on earth are we doing? And this is, are we even making a difference? What's the one story that all, you always go back to of success or impact or influence to you that reminds you that no matter how hard this work is, no matter how frustrating fundraising can be, that's why we do what we do. Yeah, you know, that's a really difficult question to answer, um, mostly because it, it happens regularly, right? And it's hard to say that this particular story or um, this particular instance is a reminder. But, um, you know, some of the most meaningful work that we do is when we're creating really the legacy pieces for families, right? Mm -hmm. So either the child or mom or dad may not be around um, at some point. And this song that that family was able to create uh, is the song that was inspired by stories that the kids told about their yearly trip to the beach, right, at spring break. And um, so they wrote their story about that. That was turned into a song. And that's the song that they jam to every summer, um, whether mom's still with them or not, um, on their way to the beach. Um, so it's those times where or dad, you know, pops in. And no one listens to CDs anymore. But I used to say, pops in a CD in his car um, of the song or listens to it on their iPad. Um, and it brings back really great memories um, that they may have shared as a family. Or the same is true, of course, for the kids. You know, when they're writing stories about the quest for the golden pearl or, you know, these big imaginative um, stories. And, you know, those songs are then played through the intercom at their school or, um, and, you know, for a lot of these kids that are these deserving kids in need, um, they've spent a lifetime of uh, being different, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's a medical condition or whatever it could be. And for a day, they're a rock star, you know. So um, anyway, so that's so your question is really hard to answer because, um, you know, it's not not to like pat ourselves on the back or anything, but just to say that, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different moments that happen in different ways for different people when. Um, you're bringing uh, the voices of these kids to the world. And whether that's for mom or dad or um, for the kid or for whomever, uh, we just really believe in what we're doing. And, um, you know, that's why we wake up and do it every day. 
it, if you were just to take that as a moment, you're like, wow, everything is picture perfect at the organization. That's amazing. There's no trouble in paradise at all. That's crazy. But we all know as running nonprofits, there's always sort of some hurdles to overcome. What is a challenge that you have faced at uh, Singia Story? And how did you overcome that as a nonprofit? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you phrased it that way because of course, you know, I just painted the roses and rainbows picture of what we do and who we are, but I literally am about to get off of this call and hop into a staff meeting where, um, you know, we're doing, so we work with a lot of corporations and we create content um, for corporations around their corporate social responsibility initiatives. And this time of year is when we do a lot of prospecting, you know, to use, I came from the business world. And so um, the seat that I sit in now uh, is a lot of business development. Um, so um, I get really excited, you know, about the small things or about anything, you know, luckily we're in a position now where there's a lot of really fun things happening and um, there's a lot to point to, to be excited, but I can always sense that the, from the seat that I sit in, meaning being the executive director and the person that was doing this when it was just me for many, many years, um, I really celebrate the small victories. Because for a long time, that was all I had to celebrate. You know what I mean? So um, I think, you know, so consequently, my worldview on what's going on in the in the current, I can tell is sometimes different than the other folks that are working in our organization. Because I think I've just been trained over the last 10 years now, where for so long, it was just me that, you know, all I had to hold on to was the one phone call that went well that week. Because the other... 90 phone calls that I'd hoped were going to happen didn't happen, you know, or whatever it was. So, um, so yeah, the truth is, so I think, you know, probably your next question is going to be what type of advice given the hurdles would um, Mm -hmm. you give? And I think it's just that is that if you really believe in what it is you're doing, which by definition, you're involved in a small to medium sized not for profit, and you're not a millionaire or doing it for the money or any of the other reasons. So you're probably doing it because you believe in it. Um, to really celebrate the small victories, you know, because ultimately by doing that, um, it will get you to a point where you have a lot of real honest victories to celebrate. Not that the other ones weren't honest, but, you know, it gets you from point A to B and, um, you know, focusing on the positive. I'm not telling anybody anything that's revolutionary or new. I mean, everybody says this stuff. Um, but I think as it pertains to building and developing a small not-for-profit, it is important to focus on um, and celebrate those small victories because it's what gets you to, to the next day and gets you to the next point. I, I, yes, you could probably pick up any inspirational book and say, hey, celebrate the small wins. And I think as nonprofits, we forget that a lot because we're always on to the next project or we're always worried about whatever budget's coming down. And we forget to regularly schedule a piece of championship this is a great win. It wasn't a $10 million sponsorship, but it was a 10,000 or it was a thousand. And we forget to look back and say, Hey, that didn't happen six months ago, but now it did. And so it's so wonderful to have that reiterated over and over and over again, because we forget quickly because we're always looking forward to the next battle. And I feel like when people are listening to this, they're going to be super inspired to a check you out and B try to figure out how and how they can throw a bunch of money to make these additional dreams come true. How on earth do people do that? How do we get a hold of you? How do we find you? And how do we experience Sing Me a Story? Yeah, sure. Um, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so go to singmeastory.org. Um, right at the top, of course, is a donate button. So you can donate and 
all the different ways. We even have Bitcoin up there these days. Well um, done. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, but more than that, you can read all the stories, you can hear all these songs and you can donate to each individual song. And by donating to a song, you'll receive that song as an MP3 with your don donation receipt. And the money that gets raised from those campaigns for the songs goes toward the organization the child was a part of, as well as Sing Me a Story. So um, you're certainly welcome to just donate to Sing Me a Story, but I would also really encourage you to read some of these stories, listen to some of these songs, and for the ones that you believe in and the ones you like, donate to their Sing Me a Story jukebox, as we call it, and uh, you'll have the song as an MP3 in your inbox, and you'll be supporting the organization the child was a part of, as well as Sing Me a Story. I want to apologize to everybody listening for the lack of things you will accomplish for the rest of the day now that you've gone down the rabbit hole and clicked below on all the information that we've dropped here because you're going to get there and you're going to listen to songs all day, which is going to make you uh, click on a whole bunch of other organizations, which is going to make your day brighter. But I apologize for the things you're going to have to do tonight to make up for all the time that you spent uh, combing through the website. And I appreciate it. And while you're clicking on that, by the way, because you, you're listening to this on iTunes and YouTube, go like this page and give it a five-star review. This is the type of five-star interviews uh, that we have here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Austin, I cannot uh, uh, thank you enough for A, what you do. It's one of the things that I just love and most in this world is A, making up stories and then telling stories to my kids. And I have this uh, obsessive compulsive uh, uh, desire to make um, like Weird Al like parody songs with everything uh, for my kids. And I love that this is combined uh, today. And I love I got to talk about this. And I love I get to uh, think about this for the rest of the day and know that you exist. I appreciate uh, the great stuff and the, and the good that you're doing uh, for the world. And I mostly thank you for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Patrick. We really appreciate it. And thanks for giving us this type of platform to um, share what we're up to. We, I love it. Everybody listening, Podcast is over now. Go click and donate all your money to uh, Austin and sing me a story now. Thanks for being a guest of the official Do Good Better podcast. See ya. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.